Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Impactful Conversations, a platform to educate and inspire. My name is Tafazwan Lovu, and thank you for tuning in to the show. On the show, I interview and speak to individuals who are making a difference in their world, individuals who have a different way of thinking and are forming as leaders in their respective fields. I do this on Instagram Live on my account, which you can give a follow at Tafanlovu, that's T-A-F-A-N-D-L-O-V-U, to catch the future episodes live. Anyway, wherever you're listening to this, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. On episode 9, I interview Kirsty Adams. Kirsty is a singer, songwriter, composer, violinist, and philanthropist. She makes it her mission to self-produce music videos and collaborate with females in the arts and film industry to make her music come alive visually. Kirsty is a graduate of Bachelor of Music Cum Laude and Masters in Music Composition, also Cum Laude, at the University of Stellenbosch. She trained in violin with the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra Concert Master Suzanne Martins, as well as played in the University of Stellenbosch Symphony Orchestra during her time at Stellenbosch University. In episode 9, we speak about 1. The lifestyle of a musician 2. The platform, Fairmarts Cape Town, that she co-founded 3. The bridges and gaps between pop and classical music and 4. Her plans to study at New York University next year in 2021 I hope you enjoy this one and if you're a budding musician or keen to learn about the music industry and to hear some words of advice, listen in, take notes and enjoy Hello, Kirsty. How are you? How's it going? Whoop. Connection's a bit slow. Hang on. We're just struggling a bit with the network. Um, Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. That's a little bit better. That's much better. How are okay. you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Tafa. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, thanks. Thank you very much for uh, coming onto the show. It's uh, exciting to have you here. I know we've been talking about this episode for quite a while. Um, so I'm really, really keen for this conversation. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming onto the show. Kirsty, for... Um, for for those who don't know you, who are either watching now um, live or listening to the podcast afterwards or watching the YouTube video, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what did you study, what do you do, um, and as well as how you're doing as well. <laughs> well, um, let's start off with how I'm doing. I'm doing great. I had a quite a busy mm-hmm. day and... Um, weirdly enough, this is coinciding with um, a takeover that I'm doing on a, a platform called the Aesthetic Experience. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a platform that promotes the visual arts of KZN. Okay. So, and they're and they're hosting a musician as their takeover host, so it's quite cool actually. So I'm excited and yeah, like. It's- yeah, in a good space. That's um, amazing. That's amazing. So, <laughs> so you you released a, a music video recently, um, which I saw. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, actually. Oh my goodness! Um, wow. So let's talk about the music first of all. So, yes. um, um, it was I collaborated. Well, 
Akeem Jones, uh, a rapper from Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, asked me to be a part of the song that he wrote. And okay. uh, we started this process last year where um, we we're just recording and just, you know, experimenting with mm-hmm. what I have to offer in terms of my voice and my violin. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea, I'll tell the story forever and ever, that I had no idea that I could write a verse in like literally like five minutes. Um, wow. <laughs> because That's I think insane. a lot of, Right? I mean, a lot of people that know me closely know that I'm a perfectionist. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it gets the better of me sometimes when it comes to composition um, processes, but it was probably the most, the biggest breath of fresh air in music that I've experienced with Akeem to be able to write something mm. like that. And the lyrics themselves are about um, just, uh, you know, going, thinking beyond the struggle of hustling in Cape Town. Yeah. And also um, being able to envision a future for yourself. The song mm. is called conversation yeah, I, I probably should have started off by saying that but there's just so much to say about this process anyway the song is called conversations yeah by Akeem Jones featuring myself Kirsty mm-hmm. Adams and my very good friend Sloan produced the song awesome. um yeah so in terms of the music video um we were looking for something that would obviously visually um mm. depict what we're trying to say and um we ended up with basically like a crime scene (laughs) where i'm the villain (laughs) i'm the villain and he is the you know the hero trying to rescue Mm -hmm. his friend from me anyway the point is that there is conversation that is held and confrontation and being able to voice what you want in life so That's my take on it. I don't know what Akeem's take on it is, but I'm guessing it's the same. (laughs) And yeah, you can find that article about it actually in Cape Town Extra. Yeah. Okay. I actually have well, I'll actually go take a look at that and encourage anybody (laughs) um, watching this and listening to this to to do the same as well. So Kirsty, tell us tell us a little bit about you, right? So what's what's a typical day in your life, right? So I mean how what what's Kirsty Adams' life like? I mean, what is what is a typical sort of day in your life? How does it start? How does it end? How does it go? How does it ebb and flow as well? <laughs> um, gosh, if okay, so my brother's actually watching this right now, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure he would he would say that Kirsty's life is actually a like chaotic, <laughs> but <laughs> but if I had to tell you how I temper that. Mm-hmm. It is definitely by starting off with meditation okay. and um, a good healthy breakfast mm-hmm. and um, also just checking through my diary as to what I've written the night before as yeah. to what I have to do for the, for the day. And then it's either a, um, yeah, it's a, a combination of practicing my instrument, writing mm-hmm. songs, and um, also engaging with my um, my audience on my platforms yeah. and on my um, yeah my platforms, including my own mm-hmm. and the um, platform that I just started with my amazing co-creator Nanine Bema, 
called mm-hmm. Famous Cape Town, which is yeah, um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about we'll that. We'll get one. there. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one is a topic in and of itself, right? Yeah. So we'll Sorry. get to that one. <laughs> that's that's really cool. So so you, how many instruments do you play? I mean, I, I've seen you play a violin. People saw you play a violin at the intro to to this little show. <laughs> which um, I must say was like amazing. <laughs> I thought that was incredible. I was wondering if anyone ever like attempted that because I don't know if you've had like musicians on the, on the show anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> my... This is my first, you're, you're my first musician. I mean, I've had people who are, who do play an instrument, but you're my first sort of outright musician, right? So um, it was quite cool that we did something a little bit different to to actually intro that as well so it's really cool it's really awesome <laughs> oh yeah um yeah um so um gosh i actually forgot the question <laughs> what is the question oh, right which instruments do you play instruments okay um mm. yeah that, it's been that busy today so um the instruments that i play um is okay so i'm i guess i would call myself first and foremost a violinist um okay. but i do sing as well okay i think and i also play piano so mm-hmm. i'm often accompanying myself with my my uh, often accompanying my voice with the piano um mm-hmm. if i had to give you a little bit of like what i play on the side just a little bit i actually can double into a bit of drum playing oh and, okay plot twist and, <laughs> and guitar Oh wow, wow. I I actually did play guitar once in a in my former life, probably about ten years ago now. <laughs> oh Jesus. Do you remember um, what song you played? Oh my goodness me. I, I did I did <laughs> rock school, so I actually played I did the whole exam sort of route and everything, but it was yeah, I can't remember for the life of me what, what song I played. But rock school of it's, life. It's it's it, it's 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 quite difficult I think to to play an instrument. And I think I have a lot of respect for anybody who do, does sort of go down that path. But let's talk a little okay. bit about, um, you know, lifestyle of a musician, right? So, you know, let's talk about your your sort of perception of that. So, you know, what is the sort of typical lifestyle of a musician and what is your sort of lifestyle within that as well? Hmm, good question. I am definitely, I would definitely link it to what I said earlier about how mm-hmm. a typical day in Kirsty's life yeah. um, involves, you know, either a combination or selection of practicing your instrument, writing your songs, mm. um, and also managing yourself. That's yeah. a big part. I think that's the part that some like musicians almost fall in the trap of not seeing, mm-hmm. um, which is typical. Um, especially if you're coming from like um, studying um, music like I did. Um, So you're focused on like um, just honing your craft um, as a musician, as a composer, as as a performer. But there's also that um, meta level of knowing how to manage yourself, which takes a lot of skill. and for me, um, being in that lifestyle, this is why my life, life is um, chaotic. It's because yeah. there's so much to manage around it. There's so many hats to wear. And um, after a while, you know, 
you know, you feel like you're supposed to be a master at wearing all these hats at some point. Yeah. But at the same time, you still feel like, ah, oh, you know, there's still something better that I can do in this area. Mm. And here's another part, like technology is ever evolving. And yeah. um, to be able to be relevant to that mm. is, um, is something that is that needs to be learned and acquired a skill yeah. to be acquired as a musician as well. Um, yeah. Whether you're whether you're specializing in acoustic music or electronic music, to be able mm. to put yourself on a platform like this um, is very important. So that yeah. people actually know what you're what you're about and know what you are know what you do on a daily life and mm. how you invest your time in this in this passion in this um purpose yeah so you know what what are sort of the some of the biggest mistakes um or most common mistakes that you've seen um musicians make early on into their career um you know be it you know careers is shooting off as successful as possible um you know it's skyrocketing and it's exponentially you know going forward but what are sort of the biggest sort of common mistakes that you see musicians make in that in that sort of journey mm. i'm gonna make it simple and just tell you one mistake that pretty much overarches everything and yeah. that is perfectionism mm. um okay. interesting not being willing to fail do your work mm. perform fail and do it better next time because really the sooner that, that can get into your head the sooner you can get to that level of performing your best you know yeah, yeah. your utmost best and we're always growing and we're always manif um, not manifesting we're always growing we're always evolving as mm. musicians um yeah. You know, whether it's like practicing that scale every morning, mm. um, you know what a scale is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I still remember. I, I'm just taking, I have to explain like music technology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, terminology, God, goodness, my, yeah. my words. Um, but um, yeah, just um, understanding that you're ever evolving mm. um, will take the focus around perfectionism away yeah. and rather yeah. just knowing that you can better yourself every day That's so that really applies good. to literally literally every part of music practicing mm. your instrument writing your songs just doing it every day and so many some special people in my life have told mm. me that in my darkest moments where i just um fell into the trap of perfectionism mm. so and i'm blessed to have them yeah yeah yeah, that's really good. That's that's really profound. And, you know, so converse to that, um, you know, how do you sort of keep your feet on the ground when when success comes your way? Um, mm -hmm. You know, so in one one end of the spectrum is, you know, you, you, you might fail at something in that journey. But, you know, another side of the spectrum is success comes your way and it comes really quickly. Um, you know, it, it just happens. And all of a sudden now you're you're you know everybody knows who you are everybody you know listens to your songs and all of that how do you sort of keep your your feet on the ground in that in that space i think keeping your i'm, I'm obviously understanding this as being you know like keeping yourself humble mm. which is very important um yeah. so 
I just like to know that I like to remind myself that the people that have been there since the beginning mm -hmm. and that are still with me now are the people that I need to thank, be grateful yeah. for. Yeah. And I need to um, keep them. I need to remind myself that they're there mm. and there to stay. Mm. Um, That's really good. And um, those are the people that I can lean on. Those are the people that know my insides and outsides very yeah. well enough to fall into their embrace and to be able to just be human because the rest of the world at this point is seeing you as some kind of superhuman. Yeah. And um, you need those people that can, you know, make you feel, make you feel human, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's family, that's best friends from high school, that could even mm. be someone that you've met now that yeah. you know understands what you're going through and yeah. um, that you just feel that really big connection with. Yeah. Um, and only you and yourself can tell who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's and really so good. Yeah, that's the one thing that keeps me grounded. The other thing that keeps me grounded is just prayer. Um, mm. I also, I have faith in God and I, um, yeah, it's something that, um, keeps me going. Love and, that. Yeah. And, um, also what also keeps me grounded is looking back to where I came from Yeah, and comparing yeah. it to where I am now mm. and to be able to commend yourself on such a journey is a very fruitful thing to do yeah because yeah. knowing that you're able to do that means you can do amazing things in the future as well yeah absolutely agreed that's really really good and would you say that being a musician has changed you as a person for better or for worse um slightly tricky mm -hmm. question right but do you think it, do you think do you think it has changed you as a person or have you become the person that you are um, through your music? Hmm. I mean, I think if you if you look back on this conversation and how it started, how it's commenced, mm. um, music has is is a part of who I am. Yeah. But what has has really impacted me um, in terms of my evolution within what I do in music is my mental state. And because everything is a mental game. Yes. And my, my, my view is that you can have a passion for something so big, um, but your mental state can kill it. Yeah. So um, to be able to be in that position, to be confident about what you're doing mm. um, is, is, is golden. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And, music yeah yeah i would say that music is is overshrouded by my the mental state that i you know am in at the time mm. and to be able to have power over that is very important in order to yeah. execute your gift yeah yeah that's really good that's really really good so let's talk a little bit about you know Fairmont's cape town um tell me tell me all about this platform what is it about um how did it start um what's its purpose well first of all how did it start what was it then and what does it become now 
Okay, so I, I'm i going to give you a timeline of okay. some sort. I mean, Take us on a journey. There we go. <laughs> for a long time, for a yeah. long, long time, I felt that there has been that it's so much needed to have community amongst female artists in Cape Town. Yeah. Um, because I know that I went through the struggle of trying to mm. find female artists to collaborate with, that the default setting was that I had to find a guy to collaborate with. Nothing mm. wrong with collaborating with a guy, but I'm all for my moral compass is set towards getting female artists exposed within all spectrums, whether yeah. whether you're dancing, whether you're singing, whether yeah. you're painting, whether you're taking photographs. Mm. And um, my role, I think my purpose in life is to um, set that so that to the point where it becomes of equality. Yeah. Um, so that's just been my, that's been a long time coming. Basically, mm -hmm. this has been a long time coming. And the inception of the idea of actually actively starting a platform like this probably mm -hmm. started in the beginning of this year. Yeah. Um, around the time that I just moved to Cape Town. Like, okay. so I did explain where I come from. I come from Somerset West in yeah. Cape Town, uh -huh. a small town. Um, and this girl really wanted to get to the big city. Yeah. So I moved. Um, well, let's put big city in inverted commas. Um, but yeah, um, yeah we'll so, talk. We'll talk about another another big city later on. But yeah, yes, we will. Um, so yeah. I moved to Cape Town, um, like Rondebosch area, during mm. um, the beginning of the year. Um, I got more into the scene there, and this yeah. this need to create this community just grew even bigger. Mm. Like. It expanded so much because I was so surprised to see how um, much um, how much male energy is taking over the industry in Cape Town more yeah. than I even thought. Um, mm. So um, don't get me wrong; there is like active female energy going on. It's just that mm. it seems to be the the emphasis seems to be on the male energy. Um, mm. So uh, I decided let's we're gonna have to have a conversation about this um, and several conversations about this. Yeah. So um, when I was attending a birthday, was it a birthday party or just a housewarming, something like that, of my mm -hmm. friends um, from high school, and um, we all reunited as high school friends there. And one of my high school friends, who just so happens to be in an Vema. Mm -hmm. uh, was at this party and I told her about this idea. Um, in fact, our friend Casey connected us again and we spoke about it and we're like, wow, um, yeah. this is definitely needed. And the need yeah. brought the aspect of um, this idea of a w virtual woman's circle. Yeah. Initially, it was going to be something in person because um, because we um, obviously pre-lockdown, you know, yeah. um, that context. Back, but now back when we could go outside, yeah, all of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, we um, together we conceived this idea. She brought the idea of a virtual women's circle, and mm. we co-created the platform, which is now Fem Arts Cape Town. Yeah. Um, and just last night, we posted our very first um, uh, talk called yeah. "That's a Fact." Um, and if you notice, Fem Arts Cape Town, the acronym is in fact that's it's it's a it's fact. Um, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're very excited to put out our very first talk about being a woman in the arts, um, mm. which will probably come out next week. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, so what do you think are some of the biggest, you know, challenges that females face in the art space, not just in Cape Town, but in general? And, mm -hmm. you know, what sort of steps do we take um, practically to, to address these? I think this might sound, I mean, it has obviously to do with history. It has to yeah. do with history and how um, the patriarchal world has put women in a position where we are deemed as incompetent mm -hmm. and as inferior. Yeah. And as much as some people want to deny it, it still happens today. Yeah. Um, I can't, for instance, in my personal experiences, my word always gets shut down by the interruption of a man. Mm -hmm. And um, you might want to call this perception, but um, it's happened too often for me not to be able to call it out as it is and yeah. interrupt it uh, as yeah. an interruption. So, um, yeah, um, that like the that the legend of that that very staunch patriarchal approach to the world is feeding mm -hmm. into all avenues of work, including being an artist um, around the world. Mm -hmm. um, so that is why things like female empowerment groups um, are around um, and things like that. Um, and as our new Miss, Miss Universe has said, mm -hmm. Um, we need to take space. We need yeah. to take space so that we can normalize the presence of females around the world. And yeah. Femme Cape Town is the artistic factor yeah. into normalizing female presence. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I mean, I love, I love the fact that you know you've 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 seen a need um, and you've acted on it. You've acted on addressing that need. Um, you know, by starting something. And I know that it's now, you know, much bigger than just Cape Town now. It initially started off as, you know, a Cape Town thing. But I think, as you rightly point out, this is a global problem, right? But I love mm. that you started to to address that. And I think, you know, don't don't underestimate the day of small beginnings, right? I think one day yeah, we'll, totally. be, we'll be talking about fact and it'll be... If I might be, like... Yeah. Um, this is a lot to do. It's not about like women are only important. It's about equality. Mm. So when yeah. I um, when we started Femme Arts Cape Town, it's it's not just you know to follow female artists. It's also to gain yeah. a male audience so that yes. you can see what we're capable of. Yes. Um, you know, without without the interruption of a male or without mm. you know things like that. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. 
I love that. Absolutely love that. So thanks. For people who want to check it out, where must they go? What do they need to search on Instagram? What do they need to, you know, type into Google? How do they find out more about it? So we are fundamentally a Instagram platform. Okay. So all you have to type in is the handle at um, Fem Arts Cape Town. So F E M M E A R T S yeah. Cape Town. Yeah. You know how to spell Cape Town. One yeah. word, no yeah. spaces. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And I would suggest that everybody, you know, go goes and checks that out. And I wish you all the very best with that venture. Um, I think it's it's incredibly important. And I think and I think what you're doing is is, in, is exceptionally inspirational as well. Um, that means so a lot. Let's 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 talk about pop and classical music, right? And you know, so let's let's talk about your journey and your training. So you, as I understand, it, were trained in sort of classical music, but you ventured into pop music as well, and. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about the journey and how you got there. Okay, so I've always been doubled into both of them. Um, mm -hmm. Typically, if you want to learn the violin, in yeah. fact, typically, if you wanted to learn any instrument yeah. uh, in primary school, then you have to go through a classical curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is where I adopted this knowledge, but also this close relationship to classical music. Yeah. But even before that, pre-classical, pre Kirsty, um, I was listening to a lot of my parents' um, favorite pop music and R&B yeah. music, like Whitney Houston and um, Anita Baker. And, yeah, um, the legends, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the diva legends. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I didn't, when I started off even playing an instrument, I remember my uncle, um, my uncle bringing a piano to our house, which we have yeah. to this day. And I just started, started learning my own tunes there as if yeah. it was nothing, you know, like I just listen, I think my oral um, skill was very um, well developed then already to the point mm -hmm. where I could play anything on the piano yeah. that I heard a melody maybe not chords or anything but a melody yeah. for sure mm -hmm. um yeah so I went through a most of my life I went through a classical curriculum but on the mm -hmm. side I would um be you know singing pop music listening to pop music a lot um yeah. And that's also, you know, what a lot of us high schoolers, our peers were listening to at the time as well. Um, so, yeah, it was very much dual because I could yeah. never. It's weird. I could not bring the two together because um, mm -hmm. I always felt like they just didn't belong. And I don't think it's part. It's partly my perception, my perception, but also the way I've been taught about it is that they're, you know, separate entities. Yes. Um, and the same was taught when I started studying at, um, at Stellenbosch University, um, mm -hmm. when I was studying music composition. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> sorry, I did an undergrad and I did a postgrad there, um, in music composition mm -hmm. and I learned a lot, like yeah. a lot. 
about how music started, how it was documented. It is incredible how classical music composers and just just to clarify classical is just like the the wider scheme of things you've got denominations yeah. of classical like romantic music, classical, yeah. mm. classical baroque etc okay lecture mm. done um so <laughs> <laughs> so um i always do that as an academic <laughs> but anyway um it is incredible the world that has been built that has been documented about classical music and the mm. discipline that goes into being able to master a scale on the violin that yeah. is incredibly fast um you know and um that was never shown to me before actually mm. um much before before studying so i got to see that part and i got to learn the discipline of classical music but in contrast to what okay i wouldn't want to actually wouldn't want to say contrast i'd want to say that it actually fed me to where i am now where mm. i am using my classical skill and violinistic skill and my discipline that i've learned through university to execute all these song compositions i like to call them yeah. which fuse classical composition with pop song writing Okay. And um, it's amazing how I've come from viewing it as separate entities to viewing it as something that can actually work together. Yeah. And I think that that actually metaphorically speaks to the world at, at this moment um, mm. during what we're going through in terms of realizing Black Lives Matter and things like that. Um, yeah. There is a way of working together. It's just Absolutely. being able to have the same vision at the end of the day. Um, mm. Yeah, so mine has been very trans, my relationships and perception of pop and classical has been very transformative over the years. And yeah. I'm in love with that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, difficult question, right? Um, do you find classical music interesting, right? So, and how would you sell this genre to a young person in this generation? Um, and, you know, I think the back, the back sort of drop to this question is, you know, the, the fact that classical music, I think, has a perception, right, that it is not for the young generation, unless you are a musician or unless you, you know, dabble in the arts. Um, what would you say to that? Um, I'm quite curious to hear your your sort of view and, and perception on that. And how would you sell this genre to a young person? I definitely would sell it to them to the point of being able to understand musical intricacy. Yeah. Because anything if any genre amongst the genres that exist in the world, mm -hmm. I would say that there is a very special intricacy that classical music adopts, that, that it owns. Um, yeah. And the appreciation for, um, for patience and um, time. For instance, if you had to go and listen 
if you had to go to a concert, a classical music concert, mm -hmm. um, whether it's in the Cape Town um, City Hall, whether it's in, um, you know, at the Met Opera, yeah. there is a intricacy and a grandeur to what it takes to put something like that together. First mm. of all, onto paper, mm. and then into performance, yeah. and then on top of that, into yeah. delivering the performance um, very convincingly. Mm. And um, when I watch um, when I watch professional violinists perform concertos, then I mm. think, oh my goodness how did you memorize that? Um, because I, I will admit, I cannot memorize something like that to, I cannot memorize a music, musical piece at yeah. that length. Yeah. Unless of course I've written it myself. Yeah. Um, so if anything, I would, I would sell it to them as a performance as a whole. Mm. And if I was sitting next to them, in that city hall's seat, and I would tell them, "Do you know where all this music came from? Yeah, it, it came from the head. It came from writing it out. It came from accommodating the performer that you're writing it for. It came from mm. accommodating the um, the instrument, and it also came from accommodating the audience." As well. Yeah, I love that. Wow, that's that's yeah. that's incredible. I'm I'm sold. I mean, I was sold already, but I'm I'm sold now <laughs> as well. <laughs> and I'm sure anybody listening to this is as well. You know, would you say being adaptable um, as a musician, right? So you you obviously um, kind of weaved through different industries, not industries, genres, um, more as as a correct term. Um, would you say being adaptable is, is an important thing as a musician? Um, contrast that with someone who is specializing in a particular genre and going for that, right? Versus someone who is able to sort of, you know, weave across different genres. Hmm. I think it's very important to have a niche. Mm. Um, in, especially in today's world, yeah. Um, but there's nothing. Yeah, um, I think it's very important to establish your niche first. Yeah. Um, and then being able to use that to be able to cross pollinate, um, mm -hmm. so that when you do cross pollinate, then you are um, giving a very concrete identity to whoever you're cross pollinating with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because there's nothing as frustrating as, you know, you know, at least not, uh, I guess, collaborating or being someone that is not sure of where they're going. Yeah. I'm not saying that that person that's not sure shouldn't just go for it. Yeah. I'm just telling you what's most ideal, which is to, um, to uh, work towards establishing a niche um, mm -hmm. where you come from. And that's also, I guess that's understanding where you're coming from, who you are, yeah. and then yeah. being able to go from there and to confidently sell that mm -hmm. um, whoever you're going to be 
collaborate yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Does that answer yeah. your question? It does. It does in, in its entirety. And um, another question that we had from the, the Q and A was, <laughs> who is who is who is your muse? Right. So oh. as a musician, every musician has a muse. Who's yours? Mm, gosh, I mean, you can't, you cannot like narrow it down to one person. Yeah. But I must say, I must say that, okay, I'm very much influenced by um, this artist called Laura Mvula. Okay. And I start by I start with her because she encapsulates a lot of who I am as a musician. Mm -hmm. So she is she studied um, classical music just like me, mm -hmm. and she's been classically trained, um, and she's also resorted to a more pop terrain of music. Um, and her approach to lyrics is very poetic. Um, mm -hmm. I I can hear it when 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 she sings. It's 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 poetry. Um, and um, she also brings a lot of classical instrumentation into her pop music. So I yeah. love that. Um, then um, I would say, I guess, um, Debussy. Yeah. Um, uh, Claude Debussy, who is a impressionist, um, impressionistic composer from mm. the late 19th century. Mm. Um, particularly his pianistic works. Um, I use a lot of piano when I am writing songs and I find myself meandering these little like, you know, florid water like utterance yeah. like he does. Mm. Um, or did. <laughs> Let's yeah. use the right tense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I would say, and someone is going to like, you know, I guess praise me for this when I say this, but, um, and also a lot of you will be shocked <laughs> to know that I don't know a lot of Radiohead's music that well. Yeah. But when this particular person um, introduced me to their music, mm. uh, then I was just blown away as to the technique that went into it. Um, but not just the technique, just the overall impression of the composition of their songs. Um, and that's what's influencing a lot of my writing today. And also yeah. what, I, what I didn't realize is that, you know, I actually, a lot of how I write resembles like how they write as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, those, like, I guess, are... I guess the tip of the iceberg of the yeah the about, about five or six but yeah no thank you for that thank you very much for that and i think yeah. um, you know the person who asked that is is probably quite satisfied with the answer um oh yes. let's talk oh, yes. let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um nyu right so you are planning to study at new york university um tell me a little bit about this what's this all what's it all about Okay, so my degree that I'm going to be studying there is a master's in songwriting, mm -hmm. uh, a master's degree in music composition, concentrating in songwriting. Well, and okay. um, I can literally feel my eyes sparkle, but um, uh, the head, the department head 
is Phil Galston, who has worked, okay. who's, who's a producer and a songwriter himself, obviously, mm -hmm. and has written for artists such as Vanessa Williams. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you that have watched Ugly Betty, you'd know her <laughs> as Wilhelmina. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, I'm seeing such a cool comment here, future NYU yeah. graduate. Thank you, Lady Ledza. <laughs> um yeah so um yeah so he, he he's very billboard associated he's gra grammy associated mm. and um some of my friends that are already studying with him um have told me how um someone like that embraces whichever approach you're coming from as a songwriter and mm -hmm. aims to hone that personality or that identity of yours as a songwriter which is yeah. so important um because i find that um that sometimes most of the time lacks um in um music institutions sometimes you know where yeah. um educators want to impose their way of learning and with good mm -hmm. reason i guess because it treated them well um mm -hmm. but um to be able to do that and to be able to embrace many styles is a is like a superpower and to be able to yeah. teach hone it is even better a super of a superpower um yeah nyu itself i've been there um i think in 2018 mm -hmm. i went to do a threefold visit to new york um mm -hmm. which was a to go and do research on a thesis that i was doing about starting a um about designing a South African popular music degree because um, that doesn't exist in South Africa. Yeah. And then two, to actually go and look at universities and three, also to go and visit um, friends and family there. So yeah, um, yeah uh, I've been there. It is a magical place. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I, I went to go do a tour of the place. Um, it's, values are very much about um, speaking up as a student mm. and being able to um, embrace um, diversity yeah. and um, as well as yeah diversity many cultures um, and justices in the world mm. Um, mm. which I, is something I stand by as well so yeah. to have those values aligned with mine is very important. And also because it's in the heart of New York City where it's really busy and things are happening. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I like to tell a lot of people that I think best in a very busy space. The, yeah. quiet is, the quietness is very deafening, especially now. <laughs> and I think that's why I'm going insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's- How is, how is the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic affected? the plans to to study at nyu so that has been incredibly um i guess what do you, how you put it like it, is, it has been a tear at mm. the you know it's it's tear sure. it's been tearing a bit um because mm. um it's very difficult to apply for so typically, um, if you're going to be studying out overseas, you have to apply for funding um, yeah. because the um, the fees are astronomical, yeah. um, especially in a place like in NYU. 
it's a very much um i don't know if you can call it ivy league but close to ivy league uh, university yeah. Yeah. and you find a lot of um celebrities studying there as well yeah um yeah the american study uh, celebrities studying there so um yeah i um lots of foundations have been turning over their bursaries reserved for overseas study over yeah. to COVID 19 relief so mm. that's um obviously puts a bit of a stagnant um in the yeah. process um yeah. to the point where i've had to put a halt um at it um mm. while i try and apply for other ways of um you know creating income and things like yeah. that um yeah. and as you know um covid 19 has also impacted uh, careers um yes especially musicians because they don't get a chance to um create they don't get a chance to perform live and yeah. they can't have these performances yeah. so yeah it's it's a bit of a moot point um but i'm not going to give up i'm just going to keep going um mm. a lot of people will tell you in these situations that or a lot of professionals um will tell you that um there's always money somewhere you just got to yeah. find it yeah and i think and importantly you know a, a dream delayed is not a, a dream denied right um it's just postponed for a little bit and i'm sure uh in the future you and i will will do another episode of impactful <laughs> conversations and you will be doing it you know uh taking into account the time zone in new york as well <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's coming in the future i'm i'm very sure Kirsty, to Thank to finish off i've got a couple of quick fire questions for you um and you know the the first the first one is um what's your favorite song my favorite song mm. okay. that's another very difficult question <laughs> oh man <laughs> Wow. I didn't I didn't actually think I didn't actually think that was a difficult question. But now that I think about it, it probably is. Because I, I don't know if someone asked me what my favorite song is. I don't know what I'll say to be quite honest. It's a it's I a mean, very Okay, put it this way. What's your what's your favorite um song at the moment that okay. you kind of playing on repeat right now? Okay. Um I'll actually mention two because they work they kind yeah. of work in tandem. Yeah. Um it's uh <laughs> It's Lady Gaga's um, song "Rain on Me" with Ariana Grande, okay. but also, also mm -hmm. her also the interlude to the album called "Chromatica One," um, because mm -hmm. it has amazing um, um, string um, violin and um, string ensemble lines, um, orchestral yeah. lines to it. Yeah. yeah. So, two favorites. <laughs> I think it's, I think that's fine for me. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like that. I like that. And the last question is um what what piece of advice would you give to a young musician who is listening to the show um in mm. or watching the show either live now as we're recording this via the YouTube channel um or listening to the podcast. What advice what piece of advice would you give them? I would tell them that they once they've realized that they are absolutely passionate about music mm -hmm. um because it's diff music is a difficult path i'm not gonna lie i'm telling yeah. you this now to nip the bud yeah it's difficult 
but if you believe yeah. that you're if you believe that you're meant for music then you need to show the you show you need to show the world that you are by yeah. practicing every day by writing mm. your songs every day whatever it is that you do within music do it every day and put yourself out there that's really good that's really really good kirsty thank you so much for uh, coming on to the show this was so lovely i think um thoroughly educational um but also really inspirational i think anybody who who listens to this will be um inspired by your endeavor inspired by your energy um inspired in how hard you Thank work you. at your craft um so please don't underestimate the power of your example so Thank you so much for sharing that with us um and for for coming on to the show and sharing some of your thoughts. I think this has been exceptional. Um a little bit different I think for me because I actually haven't interviewed a musician yet. So this is absolutely lovely. I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and I know we've been we've been talking about this episode for probably the better part of the last sort of 5 6 weeks now um you know and i right. i really thoroughly enjoyed it. so a lot of prep went into this episode um mm. so i appreciate your time for that i would absolutely love for us to do um a second episode sometime in the future um i'm so down for that we have unpacked a couple of things but we haven't you know we've touched on the surface of so many things and i think there's so much more to talk about so much more to pick your brain on i think um your mind is is a wealth of knowledge and i think we we probably haven't haven't actually delved too much into that and we haven't done it justice in 53 minutes but i just want to thank you so much for for coming on to the show this has been lovely <laughs> thank you so much for having me it's been so nice chatting to you and um i just can't wait to come again yeah awesome Well thank you Kirsty I wish you to I wish you a lovely weekend further I also hope that um you, you are staying safe that you stay healthy and that you wash your hands and all of those Oh yeah thank you well. the same <laughs> <laughs> All righty cool cheers bye bye Cheers bye <laughs> Well thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the episode I hope that you enjoyed that that you impacted positively and that you found substance and significance whilst listening to the show. To stay up to date with the latest episodes, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a 5-star rating. You can also check out and subscribe to my episodes in video format on the Impactful Conversations YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search Impactful Conversations. Thank you to all of you who've listened and subscribed. It really does mean an incredible deal to me. But anyway, until the next episode, bye-bye. Stay safe. Stay healthy and wash your hands.